You're listening to Market Scale Sports and Entertainment. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and I'm about to have a conversation with the CEO of ScoreStream, Derek Owen. Derek, how are you today? Hey, good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. Do me a favor. Tell me what was sort of the the genesis or this move to create this really cool thing that you've done, ScoreStream. How'd you get here? You know, we were, I, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've been in multiple startups over the last 20 years. And before we started this company, we were looking at some other opportunities um, in 3D printing and machine to machine and medical technology, uh, medical IT. And so uh, we were approached by somebody to look at creating a statistics application for um, high school and local sports. And we spent some time looking at the category and we said, you know, that, that, that might be interesting, but that seems more niche. You know, for example, there are people who score baseball games and they do it on paper or even uh, applications today, but that didn't feel like a mass market opportunity from our perspective. And um, I grew up at a high school uh, in Southern California where Ronnie Lott and some other famous um, athletes went to, and I, I wasn't an athlete, uh, but every Saturday you would wake up and you would read six pages of high school reports in the newspaper and it would be, you know, recaps, photos, stories, you name it. Uh, and that paper is now basically dead, um, as, as many papers are across the country. And so we felt that there was a really interesting opportunity to capture that local media interest that, uh, around sports and local sports in particular that exists. And I think, you know, I, we, we jokingly say, you know, interest in local sports hasn't disappeared, just the newspapers and journalists that covered it. And so we felt that there was a pent up demand to be able to cover that, that it's a really part of the fabric of many communities across the country. And we wanted to find a way to make those connections that had existed previously in papers. Okay. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty wide sort of jump between 3D printing, medical devices, and score stream. So you obviously have, a, 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 I know you're an entrepreneur, but you have a soft spot in your heart for sports. You know, actually, um, I, I'm interested in it in that, you know, I have four kids, they play sports, um, but I wasn't a sports guy. You know, I've done uh, digital music, mobile social networking, enterprise email and consumer electronics prior to this. So, you know, it just felt like there was a really interesting opportunity. Um, and I think there, there were some other ca characteristics of the market opportunity that I think were um, that were interesting to us. I think, you know, there traditionally hasn't been a lot of funding for the sports technology category. And we felt that that was um, an advantage because it created barriers for other companies to enter. And then a lot of the technology we'd seen on the sports tech side had been um, not really strong. It, it, you know, maybe it was a former athlete who wanted to have a tech company and he would outsource the development. Um, and we have tremendous engineers. We don't outsource anything. And so there were some characteristics to it. I mean, again, I do, I do like the narrative of sports. And again, I do have kids, uh, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a, some people set out into the sports tech area because they're huge lovers of sports. You know, I, I like sports, but it wasn't, wasn't a particularly, that wasn't the main driver for me. You know, there are a lot of apps in the world and there's a lot of social media in the world, but there's not necessarily that many that are good at combining those two. That seems like you're creating sort of a, a new hybrid that has to be a challenge that's somewhat daunting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, yeah, so that's, that's interesting. So if you, know, if you look at a hardcore sports fan, they want the stats and they want to see some things. We don't do that. You know, we really look at it more as a real-time social experience. And so it's not for everybody, but we've, we feel we've hit a nerve where we have some really um, 
excited fans who like the experience we provide. And, and part of it is sort of interesting if you think about it. You know, you may be away from town and your son or your child is playing in a game and you want to be able to follow it and ScoreStream provides that opportunity. But even more interestingly is I'm at a game on a Friday night and I know the score of that game, but with ScoreStream, you can open up the app and find the games around you. So you can see how your rival's doing, see who's going to make the playoffs, that sort of thing. Um, and you can jump into that game and chat about it. So it is it is definitely a fusion of, you know, sports, but also social. You know, I'm always interested when I talk to people who specifically in technical fields, I'm always interested in, I know you have an analytical approach and from an entrepreneurial side, you have a very wide view when you look at things, but sometimes challenges pop up that you could not have possibly predicted specifically in the uh, more so in the technical industry than in anywhere else. Did you have a moment when you were kind of developing ScoreStream and you thought, Oh man, I don't think this is going to make it. Yeah. Well, I think the, the one thing that became critical for us early on was we started working with media companies almost right out of the shoot. And so a media company you know, they're used to having somebody call somebody to get a score, or someone text you a score, or they find it on Twitter. And so the big challenge we faced early on was, how can you scale and cover a lot of games? And we cover about 15,000 a week during the fall and the winter. Um, how do you cover all those games and ensure the accuracy? And so we spent a lot of time developing algorithms to be able to determine the veracity of a particular score at a particular point in time. For us, it's the, the validity of a score every minute along the way. Um, and so I think that that's the hardest thing. I think that sort of the some of the things that you're sort of surprised about um, that are sort of you don't realize when you come into it is that um, we have in, in certain states like Texas, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida, we may have 100 people simultaneously submitting scores for one particular game, um, which is pretty, pretty crazy that it's got to that point. But in that in that scenario, probably 80 percent of the people are giving you the correct score. And 20% of the people are putting in the wrong scores, either out of maliciousness or their team's losing. And so, um, you know, that, that was sort of a big surprise for us. So all the technology that enable, that is required to be able to have that validity uh, to the point where we send scores to live TV and the TV stations don't have a sense of humor if the scores are wrong. Man, who knew you'd have to run a, you know, a federal background check on a guy submitting a high school baseball score? Hey, <laughs> speaking of baseball, is that the, is that the one sport? that has that presents the greatest challenge to digitizing this information you mentioned uh, most baseball scorekeepers they do it the old fashioned way right they have the baseball book they have the scorebook is that the sport that's presenting the biggest challenge um no actually it's funny um the, the one that presents the biggest challenge for us is volleyball uh, and it's just because you know when you look at baseballs at least has innings it's very discreet um and so volleyball you'll have a, a wide state variation between Games being best of three, best of five, um, and then the game score to the match to the sets, and and so that actually there's a lot of complication. You know, there's a lot of complexity involved in scoring volleyball, ironically, um, and so that one tends to be the one that we uh, people come in and use our app, and they I don't we don't get a whole lot of uh, complaints about it's hard to use. You know, you know it's actually fairly simple, but volleyball does that. That's one that does have a little bit of um, uh, friction, if it were. Now, currently, you focus on uh, sports in the United States. Is this something that you uh, are are looking towards expanding to maybe cover high school curling in Canada? You know, so um, we we have 
historically been the United States, but you'll, you're going to laugh when you hear this. So we actually already do cover Canada. Um, we do, we cover high school sports in Canada. We don't do curling, uh, but we do have hockey and basketball and football and rugby and soccer. Uh, but the, the interesting part for us has been our international expansion, which has just been purely organic. So we, we are the official platform for the British American Football Association, which is the governing body for American football in the UK. And you may be surprised to find out that about 50,000 people play American football in the UK. In fact, last weekend was the championship of college football uh, in the UK. Um, and it was the Durham Saints and the Derby Braves uh, finishing that off. And they're about to kick off their, you know, quote, professional season. We're also the scoring platform for the Italian American Football Federation. Um, countries like Hungary use us. Uh, we're also doing a lot of basketball in Spain at all age levels. Um, and so a variety, and we, we do baseball in France. You know, there's a, there are two tiers of, quote, professional baseball in France. So these sort of um, American sports uh, that have been dominant in the U.S., they have niche audiences that are playing it uh, locally. And we've had a lot of success there. and We continue. We're seeing good growth in that area. Now, it seems like, uh, obviously, you would naturally gravitate towards the sports that are extremely popular in the United States. How difficult is it going to be for you in the future to add, say, curling or, I don't know, high lie or whatever high school sport? That that seems like it would be a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, so we added, last year we added, um, a couple, the, the ones we added last year that were interesting were netball, which is a Commonwealth sport. It's sort of like basketball meets ultimate Frisbee. Um, and we actually powered the um, international university championships of netball, um, which was, was, it was fascinating for us because we just didn't know anything about the sport. Um, and then we do handball and we currently have some teams out of Poland, women's uh, handball and handball is not what you and I think of, which is you and I standing by a wall, hitting the ball back and forth. It's really a, it's a six on six game on a basketball type setting with a whole bunch of strange rules, but it's, but essentially soccer style scoring. Um, so those pretty much any traditional team sport we have added, uh, with the exception of cricket and cricket is complicated. It's like if there were three variations of baseball, uh, you have short cricket, day long cricket and multiple day cricket. And so that one, we've we spent a lot of time trying to figure out what to do with that. And that was a little confusing. We haven't done individual sports and that's been primarily because a lot of the individual sports like track and field and cross country already have existing systems uh, like athletic.net that cover off as the official score solution. But we have people who want it, so we're going to add it. Um, but I think the the nuances of things like cricket, um, there's um, uh, hurling in Ireland, which has multiple score components. So some of these sports have some strange scoring. Uh, strange for us because we're not used to it, but you know, it, it can be solved. Now, you mentioned that your approach is with a social flavor. You know, it's not just scores. It's about context. Uh, how are you approaching sort of maybe the next thing you want to do as far as creating context? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And so we are about to roll out. We haven't announced it yet, but we're starting to, to show and talk to people um, a product we call SportFX, which is a complete graphics and editing package for um, our application. So on our app, you'll be able to create you know, ESPN style clips. You can highlight players, put text on there, put effects, slow motion, speed up. Um, and that's, that's ultimately the thing, right? Like if I look at a picture of a kid running for a touchdown on a Friday night at a, at a game, and I don't know anything about it, that, that's interesting if I have the context. And so the context for us has traditionally been in the game, but it's hard for that to translate out to an individual who knows nothing about that game. And so what we're allowing users to do is create that context to tell the story through visual effects 
as they overlay them onto the media. Um, and then we obviously allow them to syndicate that out to places like Facebook and Twitter and others. So we, we think that that's a really big opportunity. Um, I think the interns in our company who've seen it say it looks like Snapchat for sports. And so that, that's, that's absolutely the desired response. And so we're happy about that. And we hope to have that out here sometime in the next, you know, month or so. And we're, we're going to roll that out on Android and iOS, but we're also rolling out a desktop client as well. Wow. That's pretty exciting. So yeah, it's, it's trade show season. It's trade show season, right? And convention yep. season. And it's the time when you really earn those frequent flyer miles. Uh, is there any show that either has already given you kind of a good feedback or that you're optimistic about? You know, we, it's sort of funny. We, um, we have already have partnerships with pretty much every TV station group, radio station group, and newspaper group in the country. Uh, so historically, we've gone to CES. Uh, we started going to the Digital Sign Expo, which is coming up uh, in Vegas because we do a lot of digital out-of-home deployments now, and then NAB. Uh, but this year, I think you know, with NAB, it's more um, more just saying hi to our existing clients. You know, So those, those things aren't as particularly pressing for us. Um, I think that in the future, uh, doing stuff in Europe will be more important to us. Um, and so there's probably some trade shows in Europe we need to go to. Uh, but no, I think, you know, and, and I, I've had people ask me, it can be an NAB. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to go. But, but I've said that every year for the last five years, and then I go every year. So NAB tends to be a core part of um, the stuff we do because a lot of our business clients are, are there. You know, some people who are as established as you just mentioned, and you, you kind of have your customers and your clients, and you're not trying to get up and running, uh, most people would kind of take that as an opportunity to maybe rest a little bit, relax a little bit. But my grandfather always said, nobody ever fell to the top of a mountain. So as a thought leader in the industry, what are you focusing on? What's your drive to the next thing within the industry? Yeah, so for us, I think it's um, it's monetization on the one hand, and that's that's we have a whole conversation about that. But the other part is how do we, you know, when what we're getting each week with you know scores, you know, real time score updates for fifteen thousand games is how can you syndicate that content everywhere? And so we've done this with TV stations and, and others. Um, and recently, we've rolled out. Um, we've worked in the past with Buffalo Wild Wings, where you can send to a specific Buffalo Wild Wings restaurant scores, photos, and videos. For all the high schools around that restaurant. Last year, we were in a pilot with McDonald's. Um, we were in pilots with Hooters and TGI Fridays. And so that whole part of the business for us is really interesting. How do you push scores everywhere? Um, so into elevators, into movie screen theaters, and that kind of stuff. So we're doing a lot of work in that area. Uh, then, then the other area I would say is, you know, we rolled out a Facebook Messenger client. Uh, so you can now get high school scores through Facebook Messenger uh, if you go to ScoreStream. Um, we're working on a Google Assistant uh, client right now, which will allow you to send scores out to Google Home devices, Android devices, and Chromecast. Um, and then we'll probably do something with Alexa as well. So for us, it's really, how do you continue to drive this machine that lets somebody know, if I'm a, if I'm a, uh, a media person at school and I submit a score to ScoreStream, those scores are going to go out to every TV station in my market, the Associated Press, Snapchat, <laughs> Facebook message, you know, whatever. And, and that's really how we're thinking about it. Like, how do you really extend that distribution everywhere possible where people want to consume sports media? Well, I have to say, as a, someone who has high school age children, but neither of them play sports, um, it's interesting. You mentioned earlier you're at an event, but you want to track something else that pertains to your particular school or maybe to a school that 
you know, your son's best friend goes to. And that whole social aspect from a technical standpoint, that's really a very cool idea. I really appreciate you taking the time for me today, Derek. Today, I've been speaking with the CEO for ScoreStream, Derek Owen. Derek, thanks so much. I wish you continued success. and I look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thanks a bunch. Appreciate the time. You have a good one. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.